Howdy, hey, Dan. What's up, dude? It's good to be back. It's been like a month since our last podcast. It, yeah, it has. It's been, it's been, we, we've enjoyed the time off. We have, you know, the holidays, you know, a lot of fun playoff games. Yeah, your, craziness. Your boy, Josh Allen, put up a, a good fight, but it wasn't, meant, it wasn't meant to be. Overtime rules are fucking stupid. It's not great. Um, but, you know, hi, everyone. We're back for another podcast. Uh, this week's episode is going to cover going through the playoff teams. And we're going to, of course, start with our champ, which is Mr. Stefan. Two out of the first three he's claimed. You're clapping. I'm bowing. That's that is very impressive. Yeah. And we'll go through an order. We'll talk about each team, kind of their maybe the season, maybe highlights, and then look ahead to the offseason, what they're kind of dealing with. Um, yeah. It's it, yep. Congrats to Stefan on this. Nice pieces. We're doing this in person too, so it's always nice to have an in-person pod with it, and it's easier to react and see your reactions. You know, in the afternoon, so I'm not hammered off my backside. So yes, I yeah. do have Tito's over there. <laughs> no, Dan's got to survive the day. Anytime Dan says Josh Allen needs to take a shot. Oh, no, I'll be drunk before I know what happens. <laughs> but fuck the NFL overtime rules. I, I agree. Hopefully we see a change, maybe. But let's should we jump in or let's anything? Start. Else? No, All right. Start. Well, let's talk about, of course, the champ. Stefan, um, he was really the wire wire guy. The season started and his team just quickly, you know, rose to dominance. You know, obviously it kind of started with Cooper Cup. He was... I think safe to say the fantasy MVP this year. Um, but then of course, you know, he had a well-rounded roster. I mean, Najee Harris was great. You know, Tom Brady was great. Um, Debo Samuel, he might be definitely in the top five for fantasy MVPs. Um, a lot of guys that Stefan acquired this off season, Debo, Deontay Johnson, Joe Mixon, Kirk Cousins, they all just worked out. Um, Stefan had a very deep team. Um, he had some luck. I mean, didn't have a lot of injuries, thankfully. But, you know, fantasy kind of comes down to that at the end of the day. Um, when you look at Stefan's team, I mean, how are you feeling about it going into the offseason? So I think there's a couple question marks that we have. And it starts with this quarterback situation. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady's probably going to return with that, but that's not guaranteed. It's not. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of smoke, right? Yeah, it is. He's got to talk to Giselle and, you know, figure out what's going on there. Kirk Cousins. He's going to be playing where he's going to be playing, I guess. It could be a very interesting piece to it. Um, Carson Wentz is the other piece that's in there. And again, Indy kind of said, hey, we're not going to commit to anybody right now. So Stefan potentially might only have one quarterback. I mean, you got to figure Wentz is going to start somewhere, though, right? Is he? I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if, if Indy moves on, I mean, I don't know. Is anyone trading for Wentz? I don't think he's going to get outright released, but like. I feel like we've said this for like probably all three years for Stefan's team. It's like the quarterbacks, the quarterbacks, and mm -hmm. it can be very difficult to find a quarterback replacement, but Stefan has kind of managed this like with a little bit of luck, you know, Tom Brady was clearly undervalued and he's been great, you know, these last few years and Kirk cousins love him or hate him. He gets the job done from a fantasy perspective, but I think you're right. Going into next year, there's a lot of question marks. And if one of these guys, if, just one of them isn't an option. I mean, that's going to... Yeah, it really throws a damper on a 2QB super flex league. Absolutely. I mean, I mean we can also look at those. Stefan definitely can start rebuilding in the draft this year. <laughs> no, he cannot. No, he can't. He doesn't have any draft picks. Well, no, 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 no. Let's slow your roll. Sorry. He's got two fourth-round draft picks. Oh, yeah. He's got the 4.9 and the 4.12. So clearly he can draft, you know, 
I don't even know who a quarterback. He probably doesn't need to keep on his roster. Exactly, yeah. Um, I mean, when we look at the other pieces of Stefan's roster, very, very strong in the running back pieces with Harris, Chubb, Mixon, um, deaf pieces, J.D. McKissick is there. He's got Kareem Hunt. So, mm-hmm. so you feel good. I Absolutely. I really love the wide receiver core. And Debo Samuel might be the trade acquisition of the year. Big. And everything with it. You've got Cup, Keenan Allen's a force to be reckoned with. Deontay Johnson, Big Ben just retired, you know, earlier this morning. So we'll see who comes into Pittsburgh um, and does it there. But you've got some interesting pieces. Jacoby Myers has been was pretty fantastic for the entire year. Mm-hmm. And then we get to his tight end situation where, you know, is whatever Brady's going to do impact Gronkowski? Probably. Um, is Zach Ertz going to come back? After having a resurgence year down in mm-hmm. in Arizona, he'd be scheduled to be a free agent. Yeah, um, and then you know, I don't care about Dan Arnold. Dan Arnold, he's okay. Yeah, so so I think there's certain offseason pieces that will really truly impact Stefan's team. Yeah, and it, it's, it starts with the quarterback. The tight end position could become very interesting, but between running backs and wide receivers, it's pretty studly. Yeah, I mean those are probably the two most important positions outside a quarterback, and I think it's hard to argue that. Stefan might be that when you just look at those two positions, he's probably number one. Um, if not him, maybe Zane or Sam, I don't know, but very strong team. And with the tight ends, I think the good thing about that Stefan has going for him for those is that if you're not going to have like one of those elite tight ends, have a few of those like back end, like tight ends that could be, you know, top 12s. And I think between Higby, Ertz, and if Grant comes back, I think one or maybe even two of those guys are capable of doing that. Yeah, I mean, three catches for 35 yards out of your tight end is not a bad week. Yeah. It's, 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 you're not getting the Kelsey kind of pieces to it, but at the same point in time, if you've got other... Stefan's team isn't constructed that yeah. he needs a Kelsey. He needs a Waller. He needs a Pitts or a Hawkinson. He's mm-hmm. got he's got all the other bases covered. Yeah. Um, we touched on the draft picks. I mean, in addition to, like, only having two fourths next year, no picks in 2023... And in 2024, he's got a third and a fourth. Um, hey, he's won two championships yep. in three years. So, like, he's, he's well invested if he decides to go through a mini rebuild, depending on what his quarterback situation might turn into. Mm-hmm. The other nice piece is that he's got some talent that if he does go through a rebuild, he can maybe get himself a little bit younger. For sure. With, I mean, you know, someone like Chubb, who's maybe old by running back standards, mm-hmm. you know, 26, I mean, he could and should probably command like a nice return. Yeah. Um, you know, the the interesting thing is the Tom Brady question could potentially retire. I mean, if he if Stefan like put Tom Brady on the market, what's like the most you would feel comfortable trading for him right now? Just with that uncertainty and potentially knowing in a month he could retire. But if he comes back, he's probably etched in stone as a top 10 quarterback. I'd, I'd have a hard time moving anything outside of a second or a third. I don't yeah. think you can get first-round talent for him. I think you might be able to maybe get a, a role player mm-hmm. out of it to cover depth with it. Um, if you said, hey, you know, I'm going to trade Tom Brady, maybe I get back um, a Sam Darnold, uh, a Marcus Mariota, a, you know, one of these guys. That with has, a pick, probably. With a pick, yeah. probably there, but I think – you might be able to recoup a, a low-end QB2, high QB3 for him. Yeah. I mean, because when you look, you know, Brady and Gronk obviously stick out. And if they retire, it's hard to see 
Stefan repeating without making without some making serious like moves. Yeah. So I mean, do you think does he just let it ride or does he try to get ahead of the curve and maybe make a move before he has to worry about, you know, March 10th and oh, Brady retired and Grock retired. I think it's interesting just because the age piece comes mm-hmm. into it and, and is there truly a, another contending team that exists in the league that could benefit from grabbing these guys on a hope and a prayer that they're there? Like, is this a, you know, a Kevin piece that you're seeing come out of this? Is it, is it a, a you know, an Adam piece? with it who needs these things that would turn them from non-contending to contending i mean do you look at my roster for example i've got two quarterbacks mm-hmm. on that right now and me taking a flyer on tom brady you know does that make sense for me with some of the younger pieces that i've acquired to contend right but at the same point in time do i trust my process and not buy age without guaranteeing the fact that i think i'm going to be able to make a run at it yeah well i mean if we want to Use a very nice segue. Yeah, let's segue. What about Jer's team? Yeah. Like Jer's got draft picks. You know, Jer has a very talented, you know, roster. I mean, he was probably the surprise of the year. And I mean, if you're Jer, you've got a lot of picks. You know, if you offer 2.2 right now and you tell Stefan, give me Brady, give me Gronk, it's a risk. It's like you risk. could you could piss away that pick. Yep. But this isn't the deepest draft. It's not like the the draft that you're maybe getting super duper excited about. And if you roll that dice, which I think that would probably be a fair price to pay for those two, they come back. I mean, you're sitting pretty. I mean, yeah. quarterback is a probably the biggest hurdle that exists on Jer's roster right now. Yep. And I know, you know, in an ideal world, Jer's going to want a young guy. But we saw with Stefan's team, I mean, you can still win. You don't have to have the mm-hmm. youngest guys. You don't need to have the people that aren't at the end of their career. I mean, it's a risk, but I think it's, 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 I'm not, I'm not opposed to, to do it, to taking that fire. And especially if you're getting both guys for Mm -hmm. that high end second pick Yeah, with it. Um, and then when I say second pick, second round, second pick Yeah, with it. And you know what? You're sitting at 1.2 as it is. You still have two first. If he does retire and you need the quarterback and in the draft, we see somebody ideal go to a great spot you're not in a bad position to take that there either. That's true. You know, you can, you can kind of, like you said, you can hedge your bets and say, I'm going to take the stack and, you know, kind of go for it. And if it doesn't pan out, you've got four other picks that you get, that you try not to fuck up in the draft later on. But yeah, that's an interesting one. That is, I mean, let's, let's talk more about Jerry's team. Like obviously um, going into the year, I don't think either of us anticipated him making the playoffs, but some moves, you know, I mean, it starts really, I think, with Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Um, you know, that was a big trade that he had made with Sam and a lot of other pieces, but Hurts was definitely the centerpiece. And I think I was a little bit maybe more optimistic on Hurts. You still believed in him, but he did what I think we both thought. If he played, he was going to be a fantasy stud. I mean, finished top 10 for, you know, quarterbacks when he was on the field, like he just had a very high floor because of his rushing abilities. Mm-hmm. And I think he's one of the biggest reasons why Jair's team made the playoffs. I would, yes, very hard pressed with part of that. And I think, you know, I, I need to give Hertz a little bit more credit than I have mm-hmm. with it, that he, he's really come to play. And, you know, it'll be interesting what happens if Jason Kelsey retires, because 
it's a big guy blocking in front of him. Yeah, he is, they have a good o line. Did you hear their offensive or their head coach sent him two kegs of beer? I heard that. Yeah, yeah. it was awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think seeing some of those pieces and you know they need to give him a couple more wide receivers, some decent wide receivers. I think yeah, that's another piece to it. Outside of Devontae Smith, yeah. it's and it's even, Smith, even Smith had some rough goes with it this year. But yeah, if you can get him a couple more weapons, he becomes that much more deadly. And you know, I could again I, I crow a little bit for it, but <laughs> I mean, but outside of that, you've got Zach Wilson who promising. Yeah, I mean he's a rookie. He's a, um, he's a, he was a jet. Of course. The, that's another player that needs a little bit of help this offseason. Yeah, but I mean, but been, after that, yeah, I mean, after quarterback, that, nothing. You know, Taysom Hill, nobody knows what the future is going to be like for him. I, I don't think there's been a, if you're like looking for like a stock market, like this is like the biggest <laughs> stock market crash of the season. Like Sean Payne retiring, Taysom Hill will never probably. Which is good because Taysom Hill, I can't fucking stand getting yeah. quarterback. Uh, Trevor Simeon did look bad when he was in there. It wasn't great by any stretch of the imagination, but you're not, that's not going to be where New Orleans is going with some of the other probably quarterbacks not. that could potentially hit the market, like a Jimmy Garoppolo, a Teddy Two Gloves. You know, you never know. So, uh, yeah. Jerry, off, Jerry's yeah. got two guys that he can probably rely on. Darnold's a question mark. The other two guys are dumpster fires. Yep. But quarterback, well, we'll, we'll come back to quarterback. Yeah. And when we look at, you know, transitioning to maybe running back right now. Um, I mean, obviously, Leonard Fournette. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, head of the season, Jerry acquired both the – Tampa Bay running backs, you know, in hopes of one of them working out. Ronald Jones looks like a bust maybe at this point, but Fournette was awesome. Yeah, it was it was playoff money for most of the year, mm-hmm. and that was a really encouraging piece to see. And Jerry getting that production really contributed to him making a run for 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 a championship for sure. And I mean, it was unfortunate, you know, at the end of the year, sort of the wheels started coming off of that running back core because Daryl Henderson had a solid year. Um, but injuries kind of derailed at the end, and now we're seeing maybe Cam Akers coming back, and it'll be interesting to see what the future holds for him. And then, you know, James Robinson, Robinson, you know, talk about Cam Akers, also towards Achilles. Um, They drafted Travis Etienne. He was injured this year, so it's outside of Fournette, which you hope he's back with the the Bucs. I mean, running back is very thin. That's being generous. Yep. Yeah, you have one one guy, one guy. Yeah, and that's. I mean, who knows what Ronald Jones' future holds? I He's mean, a free agent, so he yeah. could likely will be going somewhere else. Find a good landing spot. So mm-hmm. I think that's going to be an interesting piece. But yeah, that, that that's the second piece that Jerry's team is looking at here, with with the off season trying to figure out how screwed is he. Right. I mean, I think right now probably the biggest need is another running back. Okay. Now the good thing is, got one dot two. There's probably going to be a rookie running back that'll be available that could work there. Um, quarterback is definitely high on the list as well. But the good thing is, as we transition to wide receiver and tight end, looks pretty good at those two spots. That's flashy with it. DK will be, the Russell Wilson piece will be interesting there, but DK Metcalf, DK Metcalf. You just get the ball in that man's general vicinity and magical things are going to happen. Renfro is, you know, just pepper the man with targets. It, I am... I'm a big Hunter Renfro fan. I think I, it's I like the position and how he's being used. Yeah, with it, um, Waddle was a stud. St. Brown really came on at the end know, of at the, the year, end big there. Time. But again, we move into a quarterback situation with Detroit, where is Goff going to be back? 
you know, is is that going to are they going to be drafting a young rookie? Mm-hmm. You know, who knows with with where we're going there. And Darnell Mooney was pretty was, awesome, was solid for, for sure. For as bad as the Bears' offense was mm-hmm. on the bench, I mean. LaVisca Chanel, that's really it. Yep. I mean, Robert Woods, we'll see, coming off the ACL injury. I'll give KJ Hamler a shot in there. He had a. He could be intriguing. I mean, Denver's definitely going to be a team that looks to upgrade a quarterback as well. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe the breakout will finally come. Yeah, but then you move down to the tight end position. Mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts. For like, sure. Fantastic there. Pat Fryermuth. Had a very Ooh. solid, yeah. very solid rookie year. And again, quarterback situation, it will be interesting there to see kind of who comes in. You know, if they do go with a young guy or a rookie, you know, tight ends a rookie's best friend with part of that. So mm-hmm. you got to figure that you're not too bad there. Um, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster is a free agent, so he's potentially on his way out. Targets could be opening up. Yep. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think quarterback, unless, you know, Zach Wilson takes a huge step, Another quarterback is probably going to be needed. Yep. Running back, definitely. Sure. Definitely need a running back. And, I mean, you, you hate to etch anything in stone, like the rookie draft this far out, but the odds-on favorite for the 1.2 is going to be a running back. Yep. Nick's, you know, we're not going to talk about him today, but he's got the 1.1. Um, there's some decent running backs that will be available. Mm-hmm. Either the RB1 or RB2 is probably going to go to Jarrett, you the gotta, second overall pick. Yeah, you you gotta think. Think that's yeah, you got to figure that with all things, unless something. Unless you trade the pick. Up. Correct. Yeah. But I mean, you're trading the pick. You're wanting, you're getting some, you're getting the top tier running back coming back. You would think. For something in there, or at least a top 15 guy. Yeah. Borderline top seven. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think he definitely would have options if he wanted to move the pick. I mean, it'll be interesting, I think, or I think. Depending on maybe where you read or where you look at things. I mean, this draft class is, eh. I mean, mm-hmm. there's some things to be excited about. There's also some other things maybe not to be excited about. So I don't know how exciting maybe it'll be for someone to potentially try to acquire a high draft pick like that. Yep. Yeah. Um, but when we look at some of the other picks, I mean, he's obviously got 1.2. He's got 1.11. The aforementioned 2.2. He's got 3.3, 3.11, 4.11. Uh, in 2023, he's only got a third and a fourth. And it looks like in 2024, he's got the rest of his picks. So pretty strong war chest this year. Not so much next year. I mean, this is kind of, you know, if there's a all-in for Jer or trying to really go for it and, you know, take maybe the next step. I mean, he did make it to the championship game. Yep. This is going to be the best off season for him to do it with those picks that he has i would agree picks and you know some younger players that still have appealing i mean mm-hmm. you know you look at you mentioned waddle and st brown i mean obviously they had great rookie years but you know if you do want to go for it if you're jerry you know maybe you want someone that's a little more proven potentially or maybe you want to push one of those guys and get a running back or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, they're not bad pieces to be considering moving. Um, I might ride the St. Brown hype a little bit more yeah. than trying to move Waddle, but nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Anything else on Jerry's team before we move on? No, congrats, old man, on coming in second. Yeah, congratulations. Well-deserved. Um, all right, and let's move on. I don't – Third place team. Who finished third? Was it Zane or Kevin? I think it was Zane. 
We'll give Zane credit just because fuck you, Kevin. Exactly. Let's <laughs> let's keep letting the hate just flow through Dan. Just kidding. Let's talk about Zane's team. Um, Zane in the Avengers division finished first overall, had the bye. Um, you know, didn't really have didn't go his way in the second round. You know, Definitely. Jerry managed to prevail. But when you look at Zane's team, has a lot of nice pieces, right? A lot of nice pieces. You know, at quarterback, he's got Aaron Rodgers. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, there's talk potentially of him retiring. Yep. Um, I do you buy that? I think him and Woodley are gonna go live in a forest somewhere. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna smoke a pipe every day and you know build his own campfires and live off the land with mushrooms and berries. Create their own cult. Yep, create their own cult of everything like that. I don't think he retires. No, no I, don't I think, think it's so. a it's a smoke and mirror show to try and for for leverage or to get him into a different situation or you know impact what they do in free agency with yeah. Devontae and some other pieces being forty four million dollars over cap. Yep. Um, I think he's on a different team. That's my personal opinion. It's it, yeah. I think it's hard to imagine him returning. Like when you look at how this season went for the Packers. I know they had some injuries. I mean, every team has injuries, but like they had the first overall seed. They had the bye. They were playing a team that's not used to playing in two degrees below zero weather. They couldn't even score a touchdown. Like they, they lost to a team that didn't score an offensive touchdown. Yeah. I mean, what more can this green Bay team even go further in this current core? I don't know. I'm sure they want to keep Aaron Rodgers if possible, but mm-hmm. I, I'm with you. I think I think it's probably just in everyone's best interest to maybe move on at this point. Yeah. And then look down at the second guy, which is Lamar Jackson. You know, you gotta feel good about him. Feel, feel very good about him. He's mm-hmm. he's really kind of come into that offense and he's got weapons around him that he can maximize and enjoy. Um, you know, we just yeah. It was unfortunate. I mean, the end of the year just didn't have him for the last four or five games of the year because of injuries. Yep. Um, because then he had to rely on his third option, which Baker fucking Mayfield. <laughs> I don't. You know, there's obviously a lot of players that their value increase, decrease, or whatever throughout the course of the season. Is there a quarterback that maybe lost more value over the course of the season than Baker Mayfield? Can I pick Deshaun Watson? <laughs> well, I mean, I that's fair, but I think Baker Mayfield like went from maybe being like a top fifteen ish quarterback option in Dynasty mm-hmm. to is he still top twenty four? Yeah, he he really took a turn for the worst, and I think a lot of people had big expectations for the mm-hmm. Brownies this year. Baker was gonna was gonna do his thing. He's got healthy. He's got weapons. All this, and then. Uh, you know, shoulder injuries are shoulder injuries and everything like that. But he just, it, it was ugly. It was very, very ugly. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. And I mean, you know, it's, this is coming into his fifth year with the Browns. So it'll be interesting. Like, is he going to get a contract extension? Yeah, you know, what is, fifth year option? yeah, like, what is his future going to hold? Because um, I think they had to pick it up last oh, they year. Up last year yeah. So like, but is that going to turn into a contract extension? I mean, are they going to let him ride it out? I mean, you know, these young quarterbacks, I don't know. This could potentially maybe be the end of Baker Mayfield. This is definitely goes without saying a huge year. Yep. Um, I like him, but it's hard to sugarcoat how bad this year was for him. Yeah. And I think depending on some things, I mean, there's rumors that he might be traded. There's mm-hmm. rumors that, who knows with it, but he has been an enigma with that 
just he he's beginning to move himself into the Nikhil Harry book in my eyes. <laughs> the bust. The fucking just all the thing, all the talent in the world, and just nothing. Yeah, absolutely nothing. He does have great commercials though. He do, yeah, I do enjoy his commercials. They are very I'm good. Give him that, and he has a really pretty wife. There you go. But he apparently likes going behind the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> Friends. Um, okay, let's talk about, though, I mean, maybe the best non-quarterback player in fantasy right now. Yep. I don't know. Jonathan Taylor yeah. um, kind of leads the way for Zane's running back core. Um, had a huge year. Um, finished, you know, first overall as um, running back, you know, in fantasy. Um, how do you feel about him as a player and just as you know, the top running back option. Had Indy made the playoffs, would you have given Jonathan Taylor a run at MVP? No. No. <laughs> no. Would you? I, maybe. I mean, he had a great year. Understanding that, you know, Derrick Henry had more rushing yards than him and for almost the entire last couple weeks since Derrick Henry went on IR. Yeah. Um, but he had a great year. He, he did. had a fantastic year. He was definitely the, the reason I think the Colts really won games. Yeah, for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's a he's a stud. He might have worked as well. I don't think he's true RB number one. Yeah, with it. But I think he's got traction. He's got he had ran behind a great offensive line. No, absolutely. I mean, I'm kind of with you. I think he's obviously elite. And mm-hmm. like what I'm about to say, it's like not meant to be like a complete negative. But like if he is like RB one and you view him as that. I think that says more that like the, the position's a little weak right now mm-hmm. because he's not like that elite PPR monster like a Christian, you know, Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara, right. you know, even a Saquon Barkley, you know, like those Austin Eckler, like those guys that his worst game, like those guys' worst game, they're still going to get you like 22 points. Like if Jonathan Taylor, he's like kind of in that Derrick Henry mold. If he doesn't get you 150 yards rushing, one or two touchdowns, it's not going to look pretty. Like it's it's just going to be like a 12 point week for him. And you know, that's fine. But like when you're talking about like the best of the best, you know, that's, that's not acceptable. You know, Christian McCaffrey can sleepwalk to 25 points. You know, Jonathan Taylor has to have an elite rushing performance or multiple touchdowns to get to that level, which he did for a lot of games this year, but that's like holding the bar at a really high level, which isn't really fair. To do for him. Yeah, two games with six catches, a game with four. That was really the three highest catch games that he had with it. 116 yards in week five with it, but that's, you know, one big play on a screen and he's gone with it. But other than that, most receiving yards he had were 60. Multiple games where he didn't break double digits in receiving yards. So he is end zone. He's, he's your standard running back. Yeah, I mean, look at, like, you know, week 16. So that would have been Zane's um, after the bye, the second week of the playoffs. He rushed for 108 yards. Great. He didn't yeah, do anything else. That was, that it. was it. Like, 10.8 points. And, you know, that's, again, a very, like, I'm not trying to say he's not elite. Like, yeah. he's definitely a top five running back for me. But if he's not finding the end zone and he's not, the end, he's an end zone piece. Yeah, he can he can put up all the yardage in the world with it. You know, week six against Houston, 145 yards, two touchdowns. He had one catch for 13. So take 2.3 points off of his 28 point week. Yeah, but he had two touchdowns. Right. And that's yeah. what matters. I mean, he's still elite. like I'm not trying to oh, yeah. shit on him at any means, but just. He's not like the 
the last few years, like some of the number one running backs that have been in discussion in my mind. But he's got David Montgomery. He's David, got yep. Tony Pollard, mm-hmm. which I think the Pollard piece is an interesting piece, depending on what the Cowboys decide to do with Zeke. He's a very explosive guy. He's really great out of the passing game, which is which is big. Mm-hmm. The enigma that is Miles Sanders is the last piece that's kind of there, and who the fuck knows? No. But with Jonathan Taylor and David Montgomery, that is a great one to punch. Um, Sanders, I mean, for being your RB3, I mean, that's not awful. And Pollard, he has some, you know, upside for sure. Um, but you're right. How that Dallas team plays out is going to be the biggest wild card. Receiver-wise, you've got Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. And anytime you can say you own Tyreek Hill, you feel really good about what you got going on. Um, Odo Beckham Jr. found a resurgence. With it, which is which is nice. Yeah. You've still got Mike Evans, which Mike Evans, depending on the perennially underrated. Yeah. Um, Tyler Lockett obviously was kind of a eh. boomer bust as always. Yeah. And then, but I mean, it's the same thing with DK Metcalf. It's which yeah. guy's going to go off and who's not going to? Depth wise, well, you forgot someone. Oh, I did, uh, DeAndre. DeAndre Hopkins. How do you feel about him? Talk about. It's kind of a lost year, unfortunately. It's very much a lost year. He's going to be thirty. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I give. I still think he's great. Yeah. I think it's hard to not remember all the stuff that he's done mm-hmm. with it, but I don't know. That's this one's interesting. What do you know off the top of your head? What his contract looks like? I mean, he signed like that big deal after he was traded that he negotiated, but I don't know like how many. If they have an out or what it looks like um, long term, I'm trying to look at something. I mean, it, he'll be interesting. I mean, and obviously being in that Cliff Kingsbury offense where mm-hmm. Kyler's able to toss the ball 17 different ways from Sunday, he's going to get his opportunities. Absolutely. And I mean, he also did for the first, it looks like seven games. I mean, he had one stinker against Jacksonville, you know, with five points, but those seven games he averaged say almost almost 17 points a game so i mean if it is an injury you know that maybe kind of derailed things and clearly he missed a lot of games to end the year so hopefully maybe he can rebound um i'm trying to find his contract right now um yeah but uh, while you look for that you know you're not happy with a miles bork a boinkin amari rogers greg ward you know muhammad sanu like he's he's got guys but you know No, I mean, when you look at, you know, Zane, you know, kind of made the joke or the, you know, he's a stars and scrubs team. You know, if he doesn't have a fully healthy roster, it's going to be difficult for him to, you know, make noise. And that can make things, you know, this regular season, you know, Zane was incredibly healthy outside of DeAndre Hopkins. Mm -hmm. Um, End of the year, you know, we saw Lamar Jackson get banged up. You know, Hopkins wasn't playing, you know, a few other guys like that probably played a role in, you know, maybe why he didn't pull up um, a win against Jerry in the playoffs. Um, so that's, I mean, that's a choice, obviously. I think, you know, for regular season, you know, depth is key. But once you get to the playoffs, that doesn't necessarily matter as much. It's all about who's healthy. Um, looking at Hopkins, it looks like he's just how his contract structured. He's going to be a Cardinal until at least 2024. Okay. At that point, they could potentially move on if they wanted to and likely would, but at least two more years. Okay. So, I mean, he should get his opportunities coming back healthy. Yeah. 
And then the last Pete, obviously, Dallas Goddard starting at tight end. Um, yeah, Kippy turned out to that was the guy Philly was going to invest in. Yeah. He got rid of shipped Ertz and, you know, was like, all right, man, here you go. This is your, your opportunity to win. And had a couple boomer games, you know, 24 in week 15, 31 in week 13. Um, but outside of that, just kind of your standard tight end, middle of the road tight end piece to it. Yeah. I mean, again, if you don't have, and he's had Goddard on his team for a few years now, if you don't have like one of those elite top four or five guys, just have someone at the end of the band or end of like that can be a top 10, like at the back end and Goddard, I think can be that. Um, after that, I mean, Evan Ingram. Ingram. Yep, Evan Ingram, Mercedes Lewis isn't anything to write home about. Now Rudolph is on the end of that. So then we just move into his. <laughs> Don't mind uh, my dog Wrigley. He's having a nightmare right now. Draft capital-wise, 2.9 this year. A couple third-rounders. Mm-hmm. And after that, all future picks. So yep. um, not a great situation this year. But again, it's not a great draft maybe on paper right now. So not the end of the world. Um, but all future picks is nice. I mean, yep. we'll probably very quickly kind of reinforce, you know, the 2023 class and maybe what's coming down the pipeline for some of those. So that's, you know, nice that he has his um, 2023. Um, but Zane's team, I mean, health is kind of the biggest thing. If he has health, it's hard to argue that this isn't going to be one of the better teams in the league next year. I agree. If Rodgers retires, if someone gets banged up, no. you know, if Baker doesn't, who knows? Who knows what Baker does? I mean, you could see a scenario where the wheels fall off. I don't think that'll happen, but when you have a shallow starting lineup, it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Yeah, you're you're one or two things away from being a dumpster fire. Yeah. And, you know, we never hope that on anybody, but, you know. Something to monitor. I mean, maybe, yep. maybe Zane's a team that might be maybe more aggressive with making moves than we might anticipate mm-hmm. just because you're right at that edge where it could either be a great, you know, another year or the wheels might fall off. Just bust. All right. Anything else with Zane before we move on to your favorite team? No, let's, let's talk about my, my favorite to win the, to win the, 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 the ship this year, which was Mr. Kevin Ruth with it. Um, I will throw shade. I did tell Nick at the very beginning of this, I was going to ride the Kevin Hyde train as hard as I could and build up all this stuff. You did. And then I told Nick that I didn't buy any of it. This is true. <laughs> so I'm, you, you really leaned into playing your role and you <laughs> did it well. And Kevin, by the end, I don't think was very appreciative of, of it. Yeah. But, but I mean, look at his quarterback situation. Go ahead. I'll let yeah, you start with I the mean, guy that throws interceptions in key situations. Mr. Tannehill? Mr. Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, Tannehill, I mean... Great story, obviously, and but this year, I mean, he's kind of interesting, right? Because he played all 17 games, you know, on a cumulative average or like on a cumulative total, he was quarterback 12, which you're going to say to yourself, oh, that's great. Like he must be, a, you know, a highly productive player, you know, awesome. But when you look at like total stats for quarterbacks and you look at where um Tannehill finished if this would show up or excuse me if you look at like season average and how he did comparison to other quarterbacks he drops all the way from 12 down to 16 I mean he just averaged 15 points a game like that that's not a difference maker like that is like there's some flex options that could be better than Mm -hmm. him so like even 16 like that sounds better than it really is like you don't feel great about having arguably going into the year maybe your quarterback won yeah. Putting up only 15.4 points a game. Yeah. Um, the good thing for Kevin, though, is 
some of those quarterbacks behind him. I mean, Stafford was awesome. Yep. You know, did great, looks awesome, you know, still playing, you know, for the Rams um, in the postseason. You know, this is his quarterback one. Um, and you got to feel great about having him, right? Oh, yeah, you definitely feel great. That's especially with what you saw that him do with Cooper Cup, you know, where Odell Beckham Jr. came in here, where Robert Woods was at prior to, you know, having the knee issue and everything. You get Cam Akers and a decent running game that you can be supported with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I love Matthew Stafford on this team. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, Carr is kind of in the similar situation as Tannehill in the sense that played all 17 games. You know, the quarterback 13 looks great because that's just total, you know, stats. But on an average basis, he was under 15 points a game. You know, that's not great. Um, If you're running backs, wide receivers, tight ends are elite, you can get by with having one really good quarterback and two average ones. But I think when you look at Kevin's team and, you know, the fact that this season ended earlier than he would have liked, I think it was probably because he didn't have that two elite quarterback option. And I think it's interesting, too, because when we when we look at teams that made the playoffs, they they had guys that were kind of elite at that situation. Jerry, not so much with it, but Tom Brady was there. You know, Zane got himself in a situation where he was at because of elite quarterbacks. You know, I mean, Hertz was awesome for Jerry, though. Yep. yep. So I, you definitely have got to have a stud here in my eyes. Yeah. And but I mean, Kevin's team, obviously, like for the longest time, you know, really before Henry went down, mm-hmm. it was Stefan and Kevin. Like yep. you could joke like about like how you viewed Kevin's team, but Kevin's team was strong. It was. Yeah. I mean, you, you're right. Derrick Henry is was kind of the the first little roll of the snowball down the hill. Yeah. And I mean, we saw him in the playoff game against the Bengals um, last week. Didn't look great. Nope. Um, I think he probably, you know, he clearly kind of rushed back. Um, But when you look at Kevin's running backs core, Mm -hmm. do you feel great? You know, Henry, Aaron Jones, Elijah Mitchell, Michael Carter, you know, Alvin Gordon, Kenneth Gainwell, like Devin Singletary, Devin Singletary, like names. Like, I think this is more like name brand talent. You know, Derrick Henry is the wild card. Like if Derrick Henry can come back. I think that's great, but like Aaron Jones, like what happens, you know, if Rodgers isn't there? You know, Elijah Mitchell, good rookie year. I mean, is he someone you're really going to feel great on long term I mean, for that team that he's playing with? The only reason he got his shot is because Rudy Mostert went down. Yeah. And I mean, it'll be interesting just what that offense looks like, you know, when, you know, Trey Lance comes in, you know, do we see maybe some of these rushing touchdowns, you know, get poached by a running quarterback? Mm-hmm. You know, wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. Michael, yeah, the one guy I feel good about is Michael Carter. He definitely, I mean, I think he showed a lot more than maybe some people anticipated. You know, looks like he's a very capable and serviceable option. But, like, I think Derrick Henry is the biggest X factor for Kevin's team. Yeah, Michael Carter for positional rank was the 29th best running back. In his in there, and he missed three games. Yeah, three games, and he left a few other games early. I mean, 32 points against Cincinnati was his best week, mm-hmm. and that was nine receptions. Another week he had eight. Um, so I think he's a guy that that you can look at in the passing game. And this, his development is going to really hinge on some of Zach Wilson's. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I mean, Zach Wilson just got to turn around and hand him the ball, or pass him a or short pass him. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, 
who knows what Singletary's and the rushing offense of Buffalo is going to be. Melvin Gordon's up and out of contract. Free agent. He'll probably land on his feet somewhere, but who knows how that situation will be. Kenneth Gainwell is just in an mm. offense that hates Miles Sanders. This is true. Um, Maybe hates all running backs. Hates all running backs. But, yeah, I think there's – the question mark for me is what's going to happen with Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. If Elijah Mitchell's the guy, the starter, they continue to use him like they're using right now with him and Debo, mm-hmm. you feel good. If it's the Raheem Mostert show when it comes back, well, now we have an issue. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I obviously wasn't a huge fan of the trade that Kevin made for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know. I'm indifferent on Mitchell. I, I I don't think he's gonna be a long term option at the running back position, um, or just mostly because of Lance. And I think this offense is really gonna just maneuver. Sure. And as we saw, just how much Debo got involved. You know, I don't think that's great when your running back is losing touches to a different position out of the backfield. So let me ask you this question then. So you've you've talked about Trey Lance a couple times here. Yeah. San Francisco's still in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo is their starting quarterback during yeah. the points where they've done this. Mm-hmm. If they win a Super Bowl, is Jimmy still out? I think I don't know. I mean, that's that's a tough question. I mean, I think you just move on. You let him ride off into the sunset. You say thanks. We're gonna go with this guy. But I mean, unless like Jimmy, like these next two games, pulls like a Joe Flacco. Dazzles, you know, yeah. Yeah, dazzles, throws for like eight hundred yards, passes for like seven touchdowns and like no interceptions. I think I think you gotta move on, regardless of what happens. I, I'm in the same boat. Yeah. I, I I completely agree. Jimmy Garoppolo is not a guy that is gonna be able to come and win you games. I think he's serviceable, and I think he's definitely better than some of the quarterbacks you know we see out there on a you know weekly basis. But yeah, yeah. I mean, then we move into the wide receiver section here. Devontae Adams is obviously the big name and the big question mark as well. Unrestricted free agent could get franchise tagged. Mm-hmm. Um, so who kind of knows what his situation will look like? Um, Kevin's favorite player, Mike Williams, <laughs> with it had a. Not a bad season. No, he I definitely had like a broke out, you know, broke out this year. Top I mean, guy. yep, another free agent to be. But I mean, wide receiver kind of got ugly for this mm-hmm. team. You know, Adam Thielen, Jarvis Landry, Kenny Galladay. You know, a year ago, you probably felt a lot better about those guys as opposed to now. They're all kind of at, I think, the end of the rope. You know, I don't know if you feel great about those guys. Yeah, I mean, Thielen's going to be 32 mm-hmm. with it. Landry's going to be 30. Kenny Galladay's going to be 29. Sterling Shepard's going to be 29. So guys that are getting up toward that, that 30 marker, so to speak. Yep, Marvin Jones. Yep. And, I mean, obviously he made the trade for Van Jefferson. You know, he got Nico Collins. I mean, those guys are intriguing, but I don't know if they'll ever be difference makers. Like, I think Kevin's I, downfall was Quintess Cephas getting injured. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. You got yeah. to throw the badger love out there, too. Uh, AJ Green's not going to be your guy yeah. with it. So it's, yeah, I think the receiver piece here outside of Williams and Adams is the next big question mark for this team. Yeah. And then, I mean, tight end. He's obviously got Kelsey. You know, tight ends can play for a long time, yep. you know, but as long as he's healthy and he's still got, you know, Patrick Mahomes, you'll feel good about him. But, you know, after that, I mean, still has some intriguing depth. I mean, Cole Komet, Hunter Henry, 
even Logan Thomas. I think those are all serviceable options. But I mean, I think with Kelsey, the question that Kevin needs to ask himself, and I think, you know, he's maybe trying to ask himself is, you know, do I really want to contend? Do I really, can I really contend? And if you're not, should Kelsey be on this team? Should he be moving Kelsey? Should someone, you know, that maybe wants to go for it? Would that be a more appealing player to have on their roster than his? Because I think we talked about, you know, just going through all these positions on Kevin's team. I don't think you feel great. You know, I don't think, you know, as the rust, as the division gets better, you know, your team hopefully is going to rebound. You know, we'll see about Steve and Chris. I mean, it could be a situation where these three same three teams are going to make the playoffs by default just because the other ones suck. Yeah. But I mean, it's not, I, I don't think you feel great if you're Kevin right now. I don't think you feel as, nearly as confident going into this year as you did feel going into the last year. Yeah. And the crazy part is, there's not a whole lot changed. Yeah. Other than, you, you I mean, you made the trade. You, you got Thielen from me. You got, you traded for Adams and Thielen. You yeah. know, you traded for Aaron Jones. You know, you traded for, I think, Carr, maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, you made moves. You made moves. You tried to go for it. It didn't work out. Um, the Derrick Henry, Henry injury just kind of was the nail in the coffin. Um, and now, you know, you got some aging vets. You know, when you look at the draft picks, he's only got a fourth rounder this year. All right. In 2023, he's got a second rounder. All right. We upgraded. That's it. That, mean, that means 2024, you got to have a ton of picks, right? Nope. In 2024, he's got a second and a third. So the war chest is very bare. Um, but, you know, still some appealing vets. I mean, appealing talent, you know. Adams and Kelsey are still worth a lot. You know, Henry. To the right buyer. To maybe. the right buyer, maybe. You know, same thing for Aaron Jones. Um, I I think Kevin is. Changing I, if, the guard slowly. Well, I mean, we looked at, you know, some teams last year. You know, I think maybe you. I mean, I think Kevin's team is honestly kind of similar to where Nick was last year. I think he needs to seriously maybe consider rebuilding. And just throwing everything in. Question is, are there buyers? You know, it takes two to tango. Yep. And you can't just decide to rebuild if you're not getting the right offers. Correct. And I think there's teams that it's an interesting dynamic with this because I think there's teams that are that are rebuilding, mm-hmm. but nobody knows where they're at kind of in the in their eyes in their rebuilding process. Right. It's early in the off season. I mean, I think right now, I don't know if anyone's really itching to make a big move. Um, which yeah. we do have one trade that we'll talk about after we go through all the yep. teams. Um, but I think we got to wait till we get closer to the draft. We know what we have and what we want to get excited about before we might see some more action. Yeah. Anything else with Mr. Kevin's team? Nope. Four, four down, two more to go. All right. Let's talk about my team. Yeah. Yeah. So let's quarterback situation right here. I mean, you've got Russell mm-hmm. and the questionable future that he has in Seattle. But if, I feel like his situation can only get better. I would agree. I think, you know, obviously he has DK and he has Lockett, which awesome weapons, but the offensive line isn't great. He has never really had a great running back. I think, I think I'm with you. If he did get traded, I think it would almost certainly be an upgrade because also the offensive coordinator usually works against him. Um, So I'm with you. I, I think the one concern is we've seen kind of last few years, he normally gets banged up by the end of the year. Yeah. And when that happens, he the wheels kind of come off. Now, maybe that's because he doesn't have the supporting cast around him. He doesn't have the line. So maybe that can help, you know, if he finds himself in a Stafford situation, goes to a better team. But 
he's definitely I hope he goes I hope he ends up somewhere else he, he's a guy that can make any mediocre weapon look very good yeah with him that's just just because who he is I mean you've got Kyler Murray feeling, feeling really good there mm-hmm. um the question mark that is Deshaun hand job Watson yep um you know we'll find out here after the Super Bowl what his verdict's going to be yeah and what his potential future might look like somewhere whether it's in Houston and another team or you know in a jail cell um yeah. But I mean, that's your depth there. Because Terod Taylor, I don't think, is anybody you're getting excited about. And that's the last quarterback on your roster. Yep. No, I'm, I'm but, you know, but you Watson, got two good guys. Yeah. And if Watson does come back, which I expect him with, he will, I think he's still, you can say whatever you want personally. Not a great person, but he's a very talented quarterback. And that's why he's going to, I think, be in demand. Uh, running back wise, I mean, obviously Dalvin Cook, super excited about that. Mm-hmm. Had a couple injury pieces this year, but I mean, any running back that's going to take on that kind of workload is bound to have a season or two of those. Mm-hmm. Um, my question for you is, where do you where do you sit on the Ezekiel Elliott piece and his usage? What Kellen Moore does in that offense? The what Tony Pollard does into his workload and everything like that. Where where are you at on him? Yeah, I mean, I think. It obviously came out, you know, he had the injury or he's mm-hmm. going to be getting surgery shortly in the offseason. I mean, I think that that's twofold. Like, why did they really push him, you know, when they had a capable backup in Pollard? Um, but I think at the end of the day, I mean, Zeke did get his numbers and got his stats. I mean, he still had you know, over a thousand yards rushing. He had over 10 touchdowns rushing. Um Almost 500 yards, or excuse me, only 300 yards receiving, but still almost 50 yards catching. Um, he still got his work, which is encouraging. And he surprisingly somehow did not miss a game after all the stuff that he dealt with, played all 17. You know, he's a workhorse. Um, but I think, you know, we are seeing him kind of get to maybe the end of his career. Um, so it's going to be probably a slow decline. But I think just because of how this offense functions, I still think he has you know i think i still think the cowboys are going to rely on him and his contract you know unfortunately or maybe fortunately is structured in a way that he's still going to be a cowboy for the next two years like he it's just doesn't make cost sense to move on so this offense has a lot of weapons and historically the running back produces so feeling okay but maybe not great yeah, and then when we look at your other pieces as far as depth goes, I mean, Damian Harris will be the first name that sticks out mm-hmm. with it. Had, was only 71 yards shy of a 1,000-yard rushing season. Yeah, I Looked mean. good, had a couple injury pieces to mm-hmm. it. Um, but, you know, you're feeling there. You had Raheem Mostert that got bumped. We'll see how he goes. With it. But, I mean, those are kind of your guys. James Conner had a, definitely had a good year, I think, for the Cardinals, in my, in my opinion, at least. Um, he will be a free agent, though, so it'll be interesting to see if he potentially, you know, where he winds up. Does he stay with Arizona? But I think he proved that he's still a um, capable running back. Um, but he's more likely to be in, like, a timeshare or a backup situation. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he lands in another good spot. Wide receiver-wise, um, we'll start with the bear leaving is Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for you, that's kind of exciting that you potentially find a better landing spot for him. Yeah. Um, you know, Judy's quarterback situation will be kind of interesting. Hopefully an upgrade. T. Higgins had a interesting year with Jamar Chase really just taking over. Um, between him and Tyler Boyd, it was, you know, figuring out which guy was going to be the other guy in that offense. The same thing with Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. You know, Cooper, I think, had a bigger role than T. Higgins did. Bigger name, though, and everything. But 
you know, you're still playing second fiddle to some of these younger guys in that offense. Um, yeah, Higgins and Cooper are two interesting pieces to see kind of what their usage is going to continue to look like with the emergence of CeeDee Lamb and Jamar Chase. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel very optimistic about Higgins. I mean, he only played 14 games, so he missed three, but averaged almost 16 points a game. I mean, that is pretty much not super-duper elite territory, but that's top 15, 18 range for for a running back or for a wide receiver. Um, I think even if he might not be the number one, I mean, Chase is clearly a very talented guy, but like, could it be a, you know, Ram situation? Are we looking at Cup and Woods 2.0? Nothing wrong with that. I mean, you could still, you still want to have a running, a wide receiver that scores. And I think Higgins will do that in that you know, since the offense. To me, it look it's it's almost like the Minnesota situation with yeah. with Jefferson and Thielen. Yeah. You know, you're gonna have your favorite target in the red zone. And mm-hmm. you know, if T. Higgins with being as big as he is, is gonna be that tall, lanky red zone target. Okay, cool. Like yeah. all aboard. Um Will Fuller you got on your bench. He's uh gonna be a free agent here. Yep. Um was it uh elijah moore elijah moore is really the only yep the other piece really to talk about jameson crowder is going to be free agent yep. could maybe land on his feet somewhere on a contender can we talk about the best part of your roster now <laughs> what's that your tight end situation sure mark andrews is an absolute beast very good very talented i mean it's kind of funny there was you know rashad bateman you know even hollywood brown but the yep. number one guy Mark Andrews. Yeah. Darren Waller, mm-hmm. you know, sat out a little bit this year. Injured, you know, that was kind of not great. But, I mean, having those two guys on your roster in a mm-hmm. tight end premium league is pretty freaking spectacular. Yeah. With it, um, you know, depth pieces for that, not really. Tommy nah. Tremble, eh. With yeah. That, Hunter Long, eh. With it, but do you really care? No, I mean, those, <laughs> those two are arguably two top five tight ends in my humble opinion um so feeling pretty good you know short and long term with both those guys yep. in in the, the option yeah so what do you have draft capital wise though i've got 2.5 this year i've got about three thirds uh last year or excuse me 2023 i have all my picks but a second and 2024 i have all my picks so i'm sitting you know down a first this year but for the most part solid um you know all future picks is nice um we'll see you know how this draft class shakes out you know maybe it could be an option with the second round pick but um you know it's nothing spectacular but considering some of the contenders we've talked about you know a lot of these picks are relegated to the teams that are rebuilding Mm -hmm. the teams that are looking more long term so it's nice that i still have a little bit of my draft capital draft capital and war chest to potentially, you know, shop if I want to make moves or, you know, maybe if I want to take a step back, I still have my picks to look forward to. What would you say is the one piece this offseason you're going to look to address on your team? Um, I mean, I, I don't know. If any. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I think my team is, it's in the, it's still got a nice blend of short and long-term. Like, I don't think my um, window is closing just because of my quarterbacks. And I think I've, in my opinion, I still have some talented young wide receivers and Andrews and Waller at tight end. Um, the running backs, obviously, and Zeke and Cook, they're getting up there in age, but they're still producing or did produce this year. Um, we'll see what the future holds for them. So I think 
maybe selectively looking at running back, but I think I'm going to be someone that kind of looks and see what the market gives me. And if there's something that makes sense, great. But if not, maybe it's going to be an uneventful offseason for me. No. Cool. All right. Anything? One last team. Mr. Adams' team. Um, first time making the playoffs, which Congrats, is exciting. Yep. You know, one of the two new teams yeah. in year three that made the playoffs. You know, Adam and Jerry, you know, busting in was awesome fun. Yep. Yeah, it's always nice to see fresh blood. Um, how are we looking at, you know, his quarterbacks for this season? So it starts with Patty Mahomes, mm-hmm. and you gotta love that. With it, you know, potentially could be going back to a Super Bowl and everything. Um, it's you know, put up a great season rebound. Say, put up a great season. He rebounded after a bad start. That's the thing. Like there's so much talk. Like oh, he didn't have the greatest year. You know, it wasn't very you know elite Patrick Mahomesy. Whatever you want to say, he still finished fourth in total scoring and fourth in average scoring. You know, he had. It's a good year. I, I, that's a, a career year for most yeah. quarterbacks. Um, um, so yeah, he did. He did awesome. Then you move down into Matt Ryan, mm-hmm. and you know nobody's kind of. You figure he's coming back with it, but his his time is growing thin. Yeah. Um, Winston looks to be throwing the ball very well. <laughs> um, for whatever that means to you, with it, but he's there. Taylor Hineke, I don't think is going to have a job. Probably not. With it, uh, Huntley could be a he was intriguing, low, interesting wild card piece for some teams to bring in to compete against the rookie or anything there. You know, it's just a flyer. Mm-hmm. It, it almost looked like Baltimore didn't miss as much of Lamar Jackson as they could have with a with a different backup. Yep. Um, Mason Rudolph is not going to be the starting quarterback in Pittsburgh. You, do you think there's any chance? Because right now, Mason Rudolph and um, Haskins yep. are both under contract for next year. Um, this is a team that has a ton of holes, you know, so, and it's not maybe a potentially great rookie class. Um, I don't know their cap situation, but is there any chance that Haskins or Rudolph could get the, I, I think there's, a, I think there's a small chance with it. I don't think it's, it's something that Pittsburgh fans are going to be going crazy about or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But if you need to address holes in other areas and have yep. one year where you need to take some time off and you just need to have somebody hand the ball to Najee Harris and throw a couple <laughs> interceptions here and there, yep. either of those guys can accomplish that. This is true. If you're trying to continue a winning season record for Mike Tomlin where you've never finished below 500, mm-hmm. which is wildly impressive, by the way, um, that those two guys aren't going to do that for you. Right. So, so no, I'm not liking where that is. And Andy Dalton's a free agent. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously Mahomes is great, but it's kind of the same story we've seen with Adam's team, you know, in the entire league, like history. Yep. Second quarterback's always in question. Yep. Um, the good thing is Ryan almost certainly will be back. Um, but after that, it gets a little dicey. Um, RB2 on, on the years on this team and Austin Eckler. Mm-hmm. That you're welcome. I traded him to you back in the very beginning. I <laughs> that up. But um, you know, you got great production out of Cordero Patterson this year. Do you think he can do it again? No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. It's it's. I think that was a lot of smoke and lightning. You know, I, I don't know if the smoke and mirror show can continue again. Uh, Chris Carson being on IR, being on IR almost the entire year, really kind of pretty serious up. neck injury too. Yep. I mean, I wonder if he even plays again at this point. 
Um, I think when you look at this team, kind of the biggest X factor, I mean, is the last four or five games of the year was that legit for Rashad Penny? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? Uh, no. I mean, it's hard to argue. They, 19 against the Bears, 32 against the Lions, 25 against the Cardinals. I don't know how much of that was, like, try hard. Yeah, but, I mean, at the end of the day, that's, like, what? He got, like, over 600 yards the last, like, five games of the year. Like, you could spin that however you want, yeah. but, like, that's wildly impressive. It is. It is. And I I guess I'm still halted by the lack of production from previous years. But I think that all stems from injuries, right? Oh, he was very injured, yes. So I think as long as – I mean, I say that as long. Like, if he stays healthy – he could keep it up. The question is, will the Seahawks even give him a chance? You know, what is that backfield going to look like next year? Um, I think he's a free agent. So, you know, does he even get like an opportunity to be the guy next year? Or does he go into a timeshare, you know, a split backfield and have to kind of earn it? Outside of that, I mean, it's Chase Edmonds. It's Kenyon Drake, Matt Breida. Yeah, kind of a similar situation yeah. as his quarterback core. He's yeah. got that one amazing guy and then some questionable depth. Yeah, yeah. there's not much. How many, how many Seattle running backs does this guy own? He loves the Seattle backfield. <laughs> I guess he if you own a backfield, you guys will use all four spots. Exactly. He made it his job. Um, if we maybe want to talk about more of a strength on this team, Wide receiver core, you know, his one-two punch, you know, and Justin Jefferson and Stefan Diggs. Number four and number seven. It doesn't get much better than that two, two-headed monster. But again, you know, kind of similar boat. Like after that, there's not much depth. I mean, who's his number three? You know, Julio Jones, I guess. Emmanuel Sanders. McCole Hartman. Definitely not Byron Pringle. No, it's, I mean. Definitely not James Washington. I mean, Jefferson and Diggs is great, but yep. after that, eh. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious how much longer the Julio train exists. Yeah, I mean. Just injuries and mm-hmm. age, and you, you mix those together, and it's it's a pretty nasty cocktail. Father time is undefeated, so. And Emmanuel Sanders kind of got lost in the offense along with Cole Beasley, but that's just because everything was being run by Josh Allen or thrown to Stefan Diggs. True. Yeah. And Dawson Knox really had a breakout, you know, year for himself. Exactly. Yeah. You know, he spreads the ball out, you know, to whoever's open really. Mm-hmm. And outside of Diggs, there's not a lot of not a lot of options in that offense. Yeah. Um but I mean maybe actually the strongest position on this team is his tight ends. I really like the tight end piece to it. You know, George Kittle obviously, you know, this is a top five guy. Um, but he's got some intriguing options. I mean, between Dalton Schultz, yeah. who I believe is a free agent, Blake Jarwin will probably be, or I think is under contract with Dallas. Maybe that's switched. One of them's under contract, one of them's a free agent. Yeah, and OJ Howard is a free agent to be. I mean, he's got the stud in Kittle, and I think he's got some intriguing depth options um, that still exist, you know, in Schultz, Jarwin, or, you know, Howard, depending on where they land maybe this offseason. Yeah, there's again. This is this is very similar to me as, as Zane's team. A lot of lot of studs, Star, stars and scrubs. Yep, yeah, but a lot of lot of dumpster fire talent underneath there. Yeah, and I mean, 
when we transitioned uh, the yeah. draft picks. Yeah, the, only, the only thing he has is two 2023 third round draft picks. Um, I bet you can move those pretty quick. I'm sure he could. <laughs> and I'm sure we can pencil in right now when 2025 picks become available in August, they will be shipped out for a <laughs> running back or a wide receiver, maybe a quarterback. You know, maybe this is actually the, if Tom Brady comes back, Maybe this is where Tom Brady gets shipped to. If, yep. You know, wants to, someone wants to acquire 2025 picks, Adam will be selling them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think I think you hit the nail on the head. This is kind of a, a mirror image of Zane's team. And for Adam's sake and what he has going for himself is the fact that division, I don't know if there's going to be a lot of competition next year for those top three spots. I think it's hard to see a scenario where Chris and Steve are jumping up there. So I think it really then comes down to your team. Yeah. Can your team make that jump? Do you want to make that jump? Do you want to do trades? And if you don't, and if you're like, eh, we're going to wait one more year, by default, Adam might find a team in the playoffs. Yeah, and I think that I think you're right. I think it's one of those ones where either of us, depending on situations of young talent working around or studs just continuing to be studs, it might be Adam, you know, with a losing record that's finding his way in there because neither him or I can figure out how to lose lose additional games or win additional games. Um, but it could be that some of the younger talent that I've traded for, you know, has good seasons and the reason that I traded for him, mm-hmm. you know, between Antonio Gibson, Michael Pittman, um, you know, Mac Jones coming back into the second year here. You've got uh, three first-round picks. So, I mean, there's definitely a scenario where I think you can make some noise. You know, you could maybe – if you want to look at it, be Jer, you know, make that surprise run. But I think that requires you wanting to make that run and you trying to commit and going for it. And, you know, that's that's entirely up to you. And I don't even think you know the answer to that at this point, because I think there's a lot of things that you got to see play out. Yeah. So having four, five and six, you know, watching just Nick and Jerry draft ahead of me, you know, puts me in a very good spot. Mm-hmm. But, you know. This, this isn't about the draft. This is about, you know, you championship teams. And mm-hmm. congratulations to making the playoffs to the six of you. And yeah, and congrats, you know, to Jerry for winning your division and Stefan winning your division and also winning the championship. Yep. Uh, before we go, we have one trade. One trade. And this involved um, two non-playoff teams. Uh, Nick Ruth and Armand got together. And in this one, Armand acquires J.K. Dobbins and Nick acquires Chris Godwin and Mr. 200 yards, four touchdown, Gabriel Davis in the playoff game. Uh, Dan, what are your first kind of thoughts on this trade? Well, the fact that you got Gabriel Davis, just you automatically win this trade with that. But I, I, Godwin's a free agent. Correct. So tore his ACL. Yep. Both both actually centerpieces. Dobbins is coming off a torn ACL, yep. um, but he tore in his in August. Yep. Godwin, I think, tore in his in was it November or December? It was it was later weeks. So the question is, you know, Dobbins should be ready to start the year. Will Godwin? I don't think Godwin's going to be ready to go. I think Godwin's going to be. I mean, ACL typically for these is is what a year. I mean, we've seen. Outside of the one fluky couple, what we have one. I think like it's usually months. around eight months. Okay. Eight to nine months, I think, is kind of the new timeline with things. So I don't think it's out of the the realm of possibilities that Godwin could be ready. But I'm with you. I th- I don't think he'll be ready to start the year. His landing spot is going to be the other intriguing piece to it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, being a free agent, what teams are going to take a chance on that? Does he need to go to a prove it's 
section or is he just trusted to come back the way that it's going? Yeah. Um, Dobbins, I like his situation. I like mm-hmm. Baltimore runs the ball with it. And if he's healthy and the knee's good, you really like where that is. Yeah. Um, and Gabriel Davis would be the interesting piece to it is do they have that connection or was this a one game fluke? With yeah. it, I believe Emmanuel Sanders is a free agent. I'm not entirely sure how the Sanders Beasley situation plays I think, out. I think Sanders is, a, or, yeah, I think Sanders is a free agent. I think Beasley is going to be entering the last year of his contract. With that, obviously Diggs is still there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know the Gabriel Davis piece to it. But if Sanders walks and you know Gabriel Davis between him and Isaiah McKenzie, you know one guy is going to be next guy up. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think. Another interesting thing is, you know, what does the offense even look like? Is DeBall, yeah, is he still, could he potentially come back? It doesn't seem like he will. It seems like he's going to get the Dolphins kick. Um, this offense could look a little bit different next year. Yep. Um, I'm, I don't know, Gabriel Davis, I think, I don't think Sanders and Beasley are great. And if you're relying on those guys to leave for you to become relevant, I don't know. I think it's Diggs and everyone else in this offense. Yep. Um, so I think he's okay. Um as far as this trade goes, I mean, it's, I don't know. I think for me, I like the Armand side and getting Dobbins just because of the position. And, you know, he's 23 years old. He's younger than Najee Harris. Like, he's still a very talented running back. And I think we saw, like, Devontae Freeman be successful just because this this Baltimore offense relies on the running game. Mm-hmm. So I think if... Dobbins comes back, you know, I don't think there'll be any issues with nope. the ACL. You know, same thing in Godwin's case. I don't think there'll be any issues. I think Dobbins can step in and, you know, perform really well um, in an offense that needs a good running back. Uh, I, I, I agree. I like the Dobbins side for it as well. Yeah, and I think when you look at Armand's team, you know, we talked about, you know, really all season when we looked at his team. I mean, another team that didn't have a ton of depth, but – because of that, he really relied on Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. And Barkley, unfortunately, was kind of banged up all year. But now you're going to hopefully have another running back. You know, you've got the quarterbacks, you know, in Prescott, you know, Tua, Danny Dimes. Um, you know, you've got two, you've got a few running backs. You know, you've got the wide receivers. If Ridley comes back, I mean, I think I would rather, I think this was a good trade to fulfill that second running back option. Um, I think, you know, I like it more for Armand just because I think Dobbins has a greater chance of, you know, really exploding and, you know, getting more value if he comes back healthy and into this Baltimore Rams or Baltimore Ravens <laughs> offense. Um, for Godwin, I think he's going to be a free agent. You know, where does he end up? And I think run, or wide receiver just, I don't think he's in a truly elite top, you know, eight wide receiver I think he's the next tier and then next tier is like 15 guys in that and I don't know if you know those guys are good don't get me wrong but Dobbins I think could be a difference maker Godwin I'm not sure if he can be is Godwin's the Juju Smith-Schuster type where you don't have your Antonio Brown or your Mike Evans playing with you and you're now exposed for not being as elite as people think you are I mean I don't I don't think it's necessarily like exposed on being like that elite person. I think it's just more the fact that, you know, when you, when I look at like an elite wide receiver, you know, 
I'm looking at the Jamar Chases, you know, the Justin Jefferson, you know, we saw Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel, you know, Tyree Kill, like those guys, you know, and, you know, a few others I think are there. I just, I don't think Godwin is at that level. I think Godwin is like, you know, we talked about T Higgins, you know, we talked about, you know, Deontay Johnson, you know, good players, don't get me wrong, but I just, I don't know for me if I think that he can be in that just elite range. And I don't think it's because he's not a good player. I just think he's maybe not a super great player. I don't know if that makes sense. And the best part about these podcasts is we get to be wrong all the time. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, Kevin is the only one that listens to him. So he, <laughs> he's the only one that can call us out. Yeah, Ste- I, Stefan, Stefan's a habitual listener. So this I'll give Stefan true. a little love, but that's probably because he wins the league and, like, he actually, like, he uses the podcast against us. He probably does. Probably just makes every other decision that we that we suggest and has better success than we do. This is true. Um, all right. Anything else? No. Thanks, right. thanks, you guys, for, for hanging on for the couple of viewers we still have. You know, for the one random person in Michigan that listens, don't. Just... Sam does. Yep, yeah. Sam's another one. So we've got, like, three. We've got us the the three amigos. Yeah. 2022 is going to be our year where we pick up a fourth fourth listener. I'm feeling it. I, I, we can do it. But we'll be back probably a couple weeks. A couple weeks. You know, we want to do some fun other podcasts, and especially once free agency starts and, you know, the, yeah. the, the combine starts and we start getting maybe more excited for some draft picks yep. um, because – one of us has a lot of picks coming up. And they, Three in a row, baby. They, they have a, a lot more um, interest. I got, I got skin in the game. You got skin in the game. That's that's the word I'm looking for. But all right, we'll be back next time. Have a good one, See fellas. See you, boys.